Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. About 100 Utahns joined in a peaceful protest outside the doors of Planned Parenthood Association of Utah's Metro Health Center in Salt Lake City. Uh, it was one of more than 300 protests, two in Utah, that were held on Saturday at clinics across the nation. And recently, uh, Governor Gary Herbert announced that uh, he was ordering the state will no longer pass through federal money to Planned Parenthood of Utah. He's uh, said he's responding to five videos secretly recorded and posted on the Internet, which he says expose the collection of fetal tissue. In the meantime, the Salt Lake Tribune issued a public insight network query looking for people to respond on this issue. They received in excess of 600 uh, responses. Ten of those were against Planned Parenthood and uh, almost 600 were in favor of Planned Parenthood. Uh, some uh, uh, respondents, like Holly Isaac, uh, saying that Planned Parenthood, uh, she feels like it saved her life. We're going to talk about this issue with Kerry Galloway, who's uh, president of Planned Parenthood of Utah, uh, and with Senator Margaret Dayton, who uh, joins us on the phone. Later in the program, we'll be talking with Professor Eddie Berry from the USU Sociology Department. Uh, Senator Dayton, welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be your pro-life voice on your program this morning. Right. Well, we're glad too. Um, so you were you were at the rally with the governor, I believe. I was one of the speakers, along with Mia Love and some people who had formerly had abortions and regretted that. So what uh, what you what drew you to this? The governor has expressed what he's responding to the videos. He says, uh, are, "Are you also <clears throat> responding to those videos?" In part, but I have always been an advocate of pro-life stance. So this was a very natural fit for me to go and speak in favor of pro-life and express concern against the, the startling, grueling videos of the piecing apart and the dismembering of babies. Uh, so is it abortion specifically, or is it, is it the, I guess, what some have taken from the videos that uh, Planned Parenthood is, is uh, bargaining over prices for selling fetal tissue? I am very much against making... Um, having an option for aborted fetuses to be body parted, to be parted, to be chop shops, to be sold, to have the fetal tissue sold, to have the organs sold. It reminds me of Mother Teresa's, Mother Teresa's announcement on abortion that it's murder in the womb, and there's no question about it. We are uh, trying to reach, by the way, uh, Carrie Galloway from uh, Planned Parenthood of Utah. She'll uh, hopefully join us uh, uh, shortly. We're talking with Senator Margaret Dayton. You, I believe uh, you're a nurse? I am. Senator Dayton? Uh, well, I haven't worked for since I've had children, but my training was a nurse, and I did work as a nurse. Mm -hmm. What do you say to the? Uh, I mentioned earlier in the open that uh, the, the Tribune sent out this this uh, query to people to respond, and uh, many people are saying that uh, they associate Planned Parenthood with, with in their personal experience with um, treatment for um, sexually transmitted diseases and uh, and. Con contraception and uh, other things which they say have really enhanced their lives. I'm very anxious for Planned Parenthood, first of all, to make some kind of a response to these grisly videos. And secondly, it's interesting that there are a number of people that have positive things to say about Planned Parenthood, but for every good thing Planned Parenthood does, that option is available in federally qualified health clinics throughout the state, throughout the nation. And I don't think any good thing Planned Parenthood accomplishes can justify the horrific and brutal video information that has been made available to the, to the public on what happens with their late-term abortions, or even early-term. Hmm. So uh, trying to parse this out, you're, you're against abortion in any form. I am. I am, and I, and when there, when you hear people advocating for the services that are made available by Planned Parenthood, I have to reiterate that those services are available in other places that do not do abortions. Mm. Now, I think Planned Parenthood of Utah they only have the one clinic in uh, in Salt Lake that performs abortions. The rest of their clinics do not. That's correct, but it's all part of the same organization, <clears throat> and the information and the the that they provide really does enhance the opportunity for sexual promiscuity, promiscuity, excuse me, promiscuity among young people. You referenced particularly the people who claim that Planned Parenthood's cancer screening has saved their lives, and I read that article, and it references several times cervical cancer. Cervical cancer, 99% of the cases, is generated by exposure to the HPV or the human papillomavirus, which is a venereal disease. What they do is give, um, provide birth control to young people instead of, I, I'm hoping they talk about abstinence. 
I hear very little about an abstinence program, but there needs these young people that are being provided with, first of all, with birth control information and then with cancer screening to see if they have been exposed to venereal disease because they're sexually active. Uh, they need to have the information that comes from being um, in, waiting till they're more mature physically and emotionally and the benefits of being uh, of abstinence in their youth. So the benefit of these people who have gone to Planned Parenthood and had help with, with cervical cancer screening, what they're doing is getting treatment for STDs. Hmm. So, uh, but the reality is, isn't it, Senator Dayton, that uh, no matter how much we preach, how much we hope, how much we teach, a certain percentage of young people are going to go out and have sex, and they're, and they're perhaps going to need some, some services. So are you saying that that justifies having clinics that provide it very uh, a false safety for these young people that it's okay to have sex and there aren't going to be any negative consequences? So you're saying that uh, that, that uh, this provides a false, you know, uh, uh, understand your your point that this is providing a false, um, you know, sense of security, a security blanket. I guess that's your point. Uh, but uh, but people are going to have sex anyway, aren't they, young people? I'm not going to evaluate whether or not they're going to, but when you have an organization that makes it so comfortable and convenient for young people to have a false sense of security that they're not going to get pregnant and they're on birth control without intense amount of information on the dangers they're doing to themselves physically. We won't, if you don't want to talk about spiritually and emotionally, we can set that aside. But physically, that they're going to be exposed to the STDs and the long-range damage that that can cause, uh, that is an unfair um, proselyting to these young people without giving them the intense information of the danger that comes with venereal diseases and sexual activity. Uh, we, uh, we have a, uh, an email that's come in from Steve uh, who says, Is the senator aware that the Planned Parenthood uh, quote-unquote sting videos are a hoax? They were deliberately edited to mislead, and does she know that Planned Parenthood has indeed responded to them? Uh, she seems unaware of this, these uh, facts. How do you respond <clears throat> to that? I've heard some initial response from Planned Parenthood. As they become increasingly uh, more graphic, I, haven't, I am not aware of an official response since the last couple videos that were released. And I don't know that they're a hoax. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they're a hoax. They're, uh, when you see these people that work for Planned Parenthood and that, that talk the way they do, uh, that are employees there, you see former P Planned Parenthood employees talking about how these kinds of uh, gruesome activities are promoted and conducted. I, I'm not judging whether or not they're a hoax or not. Uh, to me, they are not. But I still say that no matter uh, even if they were, do, does that justify the furtherance of abortion? And does any good thing accomplished by Planned Parenthood justify the promotion of abortion? We have from their own it's information and research shows that for every adoption referral that they did last year, they did 174 abortions. Their cancer screenings are down 17% in a year. Their contraceptive services um, are, are the, what they're promoting with the young people especially. A and I, I like... I like the young people, if they're going to get information about birth control, to have intense information about the benefits, of the dangers of being sexually active and the promotion of uh, the HPV virus and other STDs that are likely going to be part of their lives if they're sexually active. Mm. Uh, you know, we as taxpayers, we mm -hmm. pay $1.4 million a day. That's taxpayers, whether you're supportive of abortions or not, and Planned Parenthood is the main one that promotes them nationally. We pay $1.4 million a day to fund Planned Parenthood through grants, through contracts, through medical reimbursement. That's a very serious concern, especially when there are 13,000 federally qualified health centers in the nation where women can go and get whole women care, and they're not clinics that provide abortions. Given that the other services are provided uh, by Planned Parenthood, um, does, do you see this as, as a problem? Uh, this money, federal pass-through money, being withheld from Planned Parenthood, restricting other services besides abortion? Do you see that as a problem? Well, as I mentioned earlier, all the services that Planned Parenthood does outside of abortion are available in clinics that do not give abortion as an option and do not refer you to abortion clinics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Planned Parenthood says they're, uh, you know, they're they're going to find the money elsewhere. They're going to continue. Um, 
what would you like to see happen in a perfect world? You'd like to see Planned Parenthood uh, closed down? I am not a I am not an advocate of Planned Parenthood. I have been involved in the pro life movement, and I am in a promoter of whole women clinics, and those kinds of services are available at other places other than Planned Parenthood. Since Planned Parenthood is funded so heavily with taxpayer dollars, it is a debate that certainly needs to be had. Mm. Now, abortion, for one, has been, um, you know, has been settled in the courts. Um, but I'm the, not disagreeing that. That but, doesn't mean that we agree with it. There are right. several things the courts have ruled on with which a, a huge number of citizens disagree and which they don't want to pay taxpayer dollars to support. Mm-hmm. So you so you see this as a continuation of a, a fight that will continue to to try to uh, reduce, if not, um, if not take abortions down to zero. Is that is that the goal? Is that what you'd like to see happen? That's a very worthy goal. Mm-hmm. Now uh, the, you know there are at least fifty percent of the country who would vociferously disagree with you. And and uh, you know that's say, the beauty of America. We're allowed yeah. to have our own voice and our own opinion right and we're hoping to get uh, Carrie Galloway from Planned Parenthood to to uh, lend, lend voice to that uh, to that point of view uh, we'll, we'll try to get her as soon as we can let's take a break and uh, I know and I understand that you're aware that I will pr- not be on for your whole show and she yeah. might be on when I'm not on. right right but I would be particularly um, curious to know her response to whatever good thing Planned Parenthood does does it justify the numbers of abortions that are taking place in our state alone, 1,600 abortions last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you would say the proper number is zero? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what to probe the, the, the other services. So you, 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 I assume that you are in favor of the other services. You'd just like to see those provided by an organization which is not associated with abortion. And I would like, if Planned Parenthood is going to be making contraceptives so readily available to young people, I would like them to be required or feel an obligation to explain to these young people the dangers of being sexually active and the, the physical harm that they are doing to themselves with the exposures of STDs. Uh, for young girls, 22 years old, to have cervical cancer, I mean, that is the result of being sexually active. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that's going to need treatment. That's a serious issue. Right. Um, uh, needs treatment, I would say. Uh, are, are there other organizations that could pick up the slack if, if Planned Parenthood were totally defunded and, and ceased to exist? As I mentioned earlier, there's 13,000 federally qualified health centers in the nation, many in this state, that provide all the comprehensive services for whole woman care without providing abortion. So it's not as if the disappearance of Planned Parenthood means there is no option available for people to have that kind of care and plan- and service. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to return to this, and you know, we're repeating ourselves a little bit here, but um, um, hope you'll bear with me on this. Uh, in this uh, query from the Salt Lake Tribune, uh, one uh, lady said that uh, because of Planned Parenthood's services, uh, she was able to not be pregnant at 16 or 17. She was able to wait until she was 23, and she was able to, therefore, uh, her family had a, had a better, has had a better quality of life. And if I remember from the article, that's one of the same ones that was treated for cervical cancer. Again, you hate to see young people being treated for cancer, uh, a preventable cancer, a sexually transmitted disease. It's a venereal disease, no matter how you put it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but what about the, the, the specific point of putting cancer aside there? What, what about uh, a, a woman's uh, ability, right, some would say it, to, uh, to choose when she's going to have children? I would hope that the young people that are being given this access to birth control have intense instruction and tutorials on the likelihood and the dangers of STDs. These sexually transmitted diseases can have long-term negative effects on their bodies. I hope that information is being shared with them. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about the kind of instruction that Planned Parenthood puts into the schools making sure that these young people know how to access their services without their parents knowing, even getting bus route information to the clinics if the girls are too young to drive. Uh, it, it's, an un- it's undermining the family, and, and that's really where the instruction and the direction should be coming for a lot of this information. Isn't there a downside, though, to, uh, I, I take your point, understand your point, that uh, you know, parents would want to know that, 
but if a, if a young person uh, you know is out and sexually active, um, you, you know, shouldn't they have these services available to them? Yeah, I think I've probably answered that about three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have more with Senator Margaret Dayton, and we'll bring in uh, Professor Eddie Berry from the USU Sociology Department. Hopefully we can get to Carrie Galloway from Planned Parenthood on the line with us as well. Senator Dayton, I believe you can you can stay with us until about 9.30. I Is that can. The case? Thank okay. you. Okay. Great. Um, more following a break. This is State of the Arts. Every home should have a work of original art, according to Alice Merrill Horn, an early Utah legislator who ran for office in 1898 on a platform of advancing the arts. Representative Horn wrote legislation that organized the nation's first state arts council, established a statewide art competition, and appropriated state funds for a collection of work by Utah artists that continues to this day. She encouraged school children from around the state to contribute nickels and dimes from their milk money to buy art for public places such as schools and libraries. That early investment has paid off. Utah is now home to more than 9,000 professional artists, and Utah's art galleries are a $159 million industry. State of the Arts is brought to you by the Cache Valley Center for the Arts in Logan, Utah, with a cooperative gallery featuring the work of more than 30 participating artists. Details at cacharts.org. Utah Governor Gary Herbert recently ordered state agencies to end the distribution of federal funds to the Planned Parenthood Association of Utah. And Utah Public Radio wants to hear from you. Have you used Planned Parenthood? Are you familiar with their services? What is your story? Share your knowledge and become a source for the Utah Public Insight Network, a new collaborative effort between UPR and the Salt Lake Tribune. Information you share could help our reporters create more in-depth stories and could direct conversation and on-air coverage of the Planned Parenthood defunding. Join UPIN today and help us discover our most valuable source, you. Visit upr.org and click on Become a Source. Thanks for listening to Access Utah today. We're talking about uh, rallies happening against Planned Parenthood. I understand there, uh, there's a rally planned in favor of Planned Parenthood coming up. Um, and all of this uh, touched off by uh, videos uh, taped at uh, a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic, which uh, one interpretation is a, a bargaining over price for uh, selling fetal tissue. Uh, others are saying, as Steve emailed in to, to us, that uh, this is a hoax and uh, were de- deliberately edited in, in, uh, to mislead. Senator Dayton is uh, saying that uh, abortion, just in general, is wrong and uh, should be reduced or, or eliminated, and uh, that's the crux of the issue for her. Senator Dayton, uh, Margaret Dayton, joins us, and we now bring in um, Professor Eddie Berry from USU Sociology Department. Uh, Dr. Berry, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, so what do you think of of all this, um, the the uh, I guess uh, starting with the video. What do you think about the video? Well, when people practice to deceive, they frequently fail. Uh, the videos have been shown very clearly to be falsified. They've been clearly edited, and not only has Planned Parenthood noted that they've been edited, but so have uh, sources who have who don't, who have no, no dog in the fight. Um, Planned Parenthood does not sell fetal parts. They instead only ask that uh, whoever is asking for the information, asking for the, for the fetal tissue to please uh, pay for whatever costs are involved in transporting and for um, a keeping track of the tissue, which is required by law. It is against the law to sell any tissues of that sort. Mm-hmm. For you, does the fact that Planned Parenthood performs abortions, does that color negatively the, the other services that they do? Absolutely not. Planned Parenthood, of all the many things they do, 98% has nothing whatsoever to do with abortion. It's only 2%. That is abortion. Furthermore, Planned Parenthood counsels every single woman who comes into them, whether it be for initial uh, screenings, whether it be for 
testing for um, pregnancies, whether it be for anything else, they say, hey, there are several options for you. If it's an initial discussion of women's health, they say, you know, there are many ways to avoid getting pregnant, and the very best one is abstinence. The second way to avoid getting pregnant is uh, family planning techniques, of which they provide many different types. Um, there is also, of course, once a woman says that she's pregnant or once she tests pregnant, they tell her whether she's married or single or whatever else. They say, hey, you have three options. The first option is keep the baby. The second option is put the baby up for abortion. Or, sorry, put the baby up for adoption. Those two A words get, get me caught all the time. And the third, of course, is abortion. They do not tell you which to choose. I would know this because when I was first in Cache County, I did not have a doctor. I came to Planned Parenthood um, first for just general women's health. Second, once I was married, I went to them for my very first checkups. Uh, third, when I began to suspect that I might be pregnant, I went to them and said, hi, could you maybe think about running a test for me? And they did. And I called in and said, hey, how'd that test come out? And they said, well, we won't talk to you unless you come down to the clinic. And I said, well, it's okay. I'm married. I, I should be all right. Would, could you talk to me? No, tell me how I did. And they said, no, we won't talk to you unless we can counsel you directly face-to-face -face about your options. So I came into the clinic, and they said, well, these are your three options. Adoption, keep the baby, or abortion. And I said, well, I'm married. I'm going to keep the baby no matter what. This is great. It's wonderful. And they said, congratulations. And I've been a Planned Parenthood fan before, after, since. I took my daughter, my beautiful, wonderful daughter, down to Planned Parenthood when, we were 10, when she was 10 years old, and we talked about um, ways to stay safe in a dangerous world. We talked about ways to keep from having babies. We talked about, and that included abstinence, we talked about the range of women's health. And Planned Parenthood has been good for her, been good for me, etc. Senator Dayton, just a couple of minutes. I uh, know you have to, to go. So uh, first, anything you'd like to do uh, to say to respond to uh, Pro Professor Berry, and then I have a final question. Well, I did want to remind, uh, restate my facts earlier that for every adoption referral Planned Parenthood does, it, it does perform 174 abortions. There are options for women's health in a number of clinics that do not advocate abortion. And in the state of Utah, Mountainlands clinics uh, see everyone, and the payment is based on people's ability to pay. It is, a, it is a federally qualified clinic that provides women's health. I just find it uh, very uncomfortable that we ha fund clinics with taxpayer dollar that advocate abortions. It seems like there is such a rare justification for abortions, such as incest or rape, but it, it's, it's a dangerous and an evil thing that we in a civilized society would allow for and advocate, such a, as, as I said, Mother Teresa calls it, murder in the womb. And a final question, Senator Dayton. Uh, so there's the rally. The governor has ordered um, uh, stopping of the, the pass-through money, that at least the state handles. Uh, a next step that you would envision or, or recommend? Is there anything perhaps you would run at the legislature? What's, what's the next step in your mind? Well, right now, we, have, uh, we as a legislature, prior to these videos coming out, had already eliminated funding going to abortions and a lot going to Planned Parenthood. Uh, the only state money, there's no state money that goes to Planned Parenthood, and that's something the legislature had done long before the videos became out. Um, but the governor's uh, discomfort of having the state be a pass-through for federal money is, is what he is addressing, and that is something that certainly fits into his purview uh, in the executive branch. Mm, okay. So we'll, uh, we'll uh, of course, there'll probably be uh, more coming down the pike with this, and I know Senator Dayton has to, has to get going. Uh, Senator Margaret Dayton. Um, thank you for allowing me to share my perspective. Thank you so much. Um, you can share your perspective. We hope that you will. This is a hot topic, of course. Uh, rallies happening, and the, the governor uh, has made his announcement that uh, the pass-through money will, will no longer be going to Planned Parenthood. We have in studio with us uh, Professor Eddie Berry from the USU Sociology Department, and we're joined now on the line by uh, Kerry Galloway, who is uh, with Planned Parenthood of Utah. 
Carrie Galloway, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, I about the number, the toll-free number that you can comment on this issue, 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495. Or upraxcess at gmail.com is our email, upraxcess at gmail.com. So I don't know how much of uh, uh, the conversation with uh, Senator Dayton you caught, Carrie uh, Galloway? Uh, it was just the final minutes. Okay. Um, so, so she's framing this uh, in terms of abortion. She says uh, abortion is an evil. It should be stopped. And uh, to the extent that um, Planned Parenthood performs abortions, that colors all the rest of the work. What do you say? Well, that has always been Margaret Dayton's um, platform. Um, and uh, she's entitled to it. And she speaks strongly for it. Um, I am only amazed that we've taken the issue of federal funding that passes through the Utah Department of Health for infertility um, prevention and for sexuality education and turned it into an abortion discussion. Mm. The governor has never made any bones about he is... um, politically opposed to abortion, neither has Margaret Dayton. But to take money that is not used in the area of abortion is specifically used to prevent infertility and sexually transmitted diseases and educate young people on leadership and becoming good citizens in Utah and lay that on top of abortion, it just boggles the mind for me. But I'm a simple woman. I see things in black and white, and um, I would not frame it that way. Mm-hmm. But it's what the state has decided to do. So you would not frame it that way. I wonder, just follow up uh, that. Then what? what is this about? What, what should it be about? How should it be framed? Well, it should be about what the money is used for, which I have stated. Infertility prevention as well as young people's leadership training and becoming good citizens. That's the money that comes through the Utah Department of Health from the federal government. Mm-hmm. And what this... it has turned into is a political discussion about abortion. That's the governor's purview. He has taken it, but let's be honest about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, if this if this becomes framed about abortion, what what do you think? Is that a is that a, a, a fight? I was going to call it a discussion. It's more of a it's very loaded. It's a, it's a fight. Is that a fight you're going to win? Oh, um, I don't know whether I'll ever win it with the governor or Margaret Dayton. It's a fight that this country is in, and um, I think we just have to be honest about what we're talking about, and what we're saying about what we believe in for women's health and welfare and the sexuality education for young people. Mm-hmm. I want to turn back to uh, uh, Dr. Barry. Um, so uh, I don't know if you were hearing uh, Senator uh, Dayton. She was uh, talking about um, we had a back and forth on she doesn't want she wants abstinence to be the, the, the top thing that's that's taught. She feels that it isn't being taught sufficiently and that providing services such as Planned Parenthood provides um, sends a message to young people. This, this will be a safety net for them should they choose to engage in, in sex at an early age. What were your responses? Well, if we teach abstinence, that's great. It really is you know, pretty pretty effective method of keeping people from... STDs and also from getting pregnant, but we know without a doubt that children and teens are sexually active pretty much by the time they reach age 20 uh, in Utah, in the U.S. There is no question that kids, teens, young adults, whatever you call them at those ages, 
have have become sexually active no matter whether they come from very religious households or not. We have the statistics that show it, and if you don't believe the statistics, take your kids and have someone who doesn't know them talk to them and then have someone report back because the kids will tell you they're sexually active. Abstinence is great, but we don't teach kids how to avoid getting pregnant or how to avoid how to avoid STDs in the schools. We're not required to teach them in the schools about about uh, methods of avoiding STDs. And because we're not required, kids don't really understand how to stay safe. We know that there are a couple of programs that do work, like in Colorado, they've actually managed to lower their rates of kids getting, being uh, infected with knowledge about birth control methods. Carrie, you have a comment? Yeah, Carrie, I wonder what your response to that Well, I agree with Dr. Berry completely. Um, Not only do we need to teach young people how to prevent pregnancy and STDs, but we need to give them a chance to practice saying no to people, to expressing their values. And when we only teach abstinence to tell them, no, we can't talk about this, young people aren't challenged to think for themselves, to think through things, and to come up with their reasons for postponing sexual activity. And um, a more comprehensive approach to sexuality education, as Planned Parenthood believes in, the programs that the governor has um, chosen to defund are programs that teach young people that it is most important in their lives to become good, productive people in their society. That one of the nicest things about these programs is that they learn how to give public service back to their community. They work in animal shelters. They work in food programs. They work in their choice of clearing trails or doing other civic opportunities. They learn about responsibility, leadership, as well as they learn about sexual health and how to stand by their values. That's the difference between a comprehensive education program and an abstinence-only education program, which Margaret Dayton proposes. Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll have more with Carrie Galloway, who is uh, with the Planned Parenthood of Utah, and Professor Eddie Berry is in the uh, USU Sociology Department. And we hope to hear from you. 1-800-826-1495. 1-800-826-1495 is the number. What do you think about this? Did you attend uh, one of the rallies? Uh, are, are, are you in favor of Planned Parenthood? Do you have an experience, perhaps, you'd like to share? 1-800-826-1495 or upraxcess at gmail.com is the email, upraxcess at gmail.com. And we have an email we'll get to right after the break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members. And Cafe Ibis, 52 Federal Avenue in historic downtown Logan. Open seven days a week, featuring triple certified coffee, a seasonal organic ethnic deli, and espresso bar with culinary gifts. Ordering and location information is at cafeibis.com. What is a subject that you are passionate about? What do you know more about than most? Utah Public Radio wants you to share your knowledge and become a source for the Utah Public Insight Network, a new collaborative effort between UPR and the Salt Lake Tribune. Information you share could help our reporters create more in-depth stories on the things that you care about or more meaningful discussion on our flagship program, Access Utah. Become a source today. Join UPIN. For more information, visit us online at upr.org. Governor Herbert has announced that he is stopping uh, the the, the state's portion, which it passes through from the federal government to Planned Parenthood. He says he's responding to the videos that uh, I think we've all heard about and perhaps seen. Um, And uh, there have been a couple of rallies. 
talked with one of the participants in the rallies earlier in the program, Senator Margaret Dayton. Now we're talking with uh, Carrie Galloway, who's with uh, Planned Parenthood of Utah, and with Professor Eddie Berry from USU Sociology Department. And we'd love to hear what you think. 1-800-826-1495 or upraxcess at gmail.com. Those are the ways you can, can reach us. Here's what Steve writes in by email. He wrote to upraxcess at gmail.com. He says, ironically, the states which are most adamant in teaching abstinence as the only alternative have the highest rates of teen pregnancy. So I wonder, uh, Professor Barry, if you want to handle that one first. Uh, there's, I can't argue with it. It's absolutely true. The lack of uh, knowledge about how to avoid pregnancy is what's being taught. Um, they, by not teaching knowledge, they don't avoid pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Galloway, what's your, what's your response? I always believe in education and um, comprehensive education. And I have to say that it's not just what you learn at school. It's also what you learn at home. It's what you learn if you're part of a spiritual organization. You learn with your community group. It's not a one-shot deal. This is a big part of people's lives. And um, the more education is always better. Professor Barry. You know, the hardest thing for parents to talk about with their kids is sex. Um, I was talking with one of my son's friends last night, and she said one of the reasons she went to Planned Parenthood was her parents could not talk with her about sex, about uh, either making good choices for herself or about avoiding pregnancy. They couldn't even talk about abstinence. It was too hard for them to talk about. Her boyfriend was also there when she and I were talking, and he said, oh, it was the same for him. He could not get his parents to talk with him about anything. They both came from fairly uh, religious backgrounds, but I've heard the same thing from other people. I, because I teach, I hear these things from students but also because I have kids who are in the young adult age group. I hear the same things. Their parents won't talk with them. And that doesn't mean all parents won't talk with them. But many parents find that conversation extremely difficult. And it's, therefore, getting it from your parents is ideal. That's, that's absolutely one of the best ways. Getting it from a, a religious organization or a community group is much better. But as, as you know, as we all know, that's a hard conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Here's another email. This is from Catherine. Catherine says, I used Planned Parenthood services in Salt Lake City while I was in my 20s. I deeply appreciate their services because they used a sliding pay scale, enabling me to afford their services. I was going to college and couldn't afford to go to a doctor for birth control. I, like most people, enjoy sex and was glad to delay having children until I was finished receiving my degree. They did educate me, and I was glad to have their health care. Now I'm in my 40s and hope women can still receive their care. That's uh, Catherine. Carrie Galloway, what do you think? Well... The people of Utah can always count on Planned Parenthood. No matter what sort of kerfuffle we're having with the governor right now, um, the pass-through of federal funds for Planned Parenthood, our clinical services for contraception, STDs, um, for people who want to get pregnant and need help with their fertility are always going to be there. There, We are directly contact, contract with the federal government. Um, even for the services that the governor is choosing to cut off to Planned Parenthood, we always find a way to make sure that the people of Utah are not left without services. Because, as Margaret Dayton said, there's Mountainlands Community Health Center in um, Provo, and they have other branches throughout Utah, a wonderful health care facility. But they are not set up to see Planned Parenthood clients. We are specialty health care. Mountainlands Community Health Care works with pregnant women, 
They provide prenatal care. They provide chronic care to all ages, great pediatric care, but they are not set up for well women and young men's health care. And so it's a nice thought that they can provide the same service, but in reality, they just can't absorb those clients. Planned Parenthood will be there no matter what. We'll find a way. We'll figure it out. I'm not sure today what it will be, but we will not provide any services. The sexual health and well-being of people in Utah is too important to bow to politics. And luckily, I'm in the healthcare business, not the political business. So we will continue to provide healthcare. We have a caller. I'll, I'll go to this. I just want to do a follow-up, and I'll I'll direct this to Professor Barry. Um, Catherine says in her email, she says, I, like most people, enjoy sex and was glad to delay having, <clears throat> excuse me, children until I was finished receiving my degree. So, I, you know, I think she's correct <laughs> about the sex. Uh, but, I, but I think, um, you know, conservatives, some conservatives at least, would say, okay, the, the best solution is don't have sex. If you don't have kids, don't have sex. Well, that's, that's up to them. Uh, she's made her own choices, and that's... That's up to her. The thing is, the thing is, not everyone can, not everyone has that option. She chose this option, and that's where Planned Parenthood comes in. And if students come to me and say, well, what do I do? I say, well, you know, there are lots of places. You can go to your family doctor. You can go to this clinic. You can go to that clinic. Planned Parenthood will keep, your, keep you private. That's a good choice as well. Um, let's go to our caller, uh, Bettina in Springdale. Uh, Bettina, oh, glad yes. you called. Um, I think there's one aspect of the conservative Christian moral mind that um, isn't often addressed when it comes to birth control and Planned Parenthood, and that is that um, in the theology, you're taught not to to have morals and and abstain. But the passions are very strong, and so the young people in particular, they don't want to use birth control because that's premeditated sin. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's something to look at, too, Mm -hmm. uh, how to overcome the idea that if they do use birth control, they're sinning. It's easier just to get in that situation and then become more of a victim to um, you know the your passions. So I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, interesting point, Bettina. If you're yeah you're gonna gonna sin according to your religion, uh, you don't want to compound it by using birth control, which in turn could could make problems worse. Right. Okay. Thanks, Bettina. Appreciate that. Okay, bye. Um, you can call one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five one eight hundred eight two six one four nine five. Uh, we have about five minutes left in the program, and uh, you can email us to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at uh, gmail.com. So, Carrie Galloway, what's what's next step then for Planned Parenthood? Are you going to do fundraisers to make up that money? What, uh, what are you going to do? We're always fundraising, to be perfectly honest with you, because it costs a lot of money to provide health care on a sliding fee basis and sexuality education. But we're looking at all of the legal options, we are. Um, we will be talking with the federal government to see if these funding sources um, can be changed. Uh, we've already spoken with them. Right now, it's probably not the case. And I would like to, if the governor thinks that he can figure out alternative sources that provide the same type of health care to people, I'd like to test the system. I mean, people. not everyone will choose Planned Parenthood, but everyone needs health care. Mm. And everyone needs assistance with their young people for sexuality education. I just want to make sure that how we're handling things in Utah is honest. And we're not making a pivot to an, another discussion that we've all agreed on we're not going to agree on 
and that's abortion. And let's talk about the money that um, we're dealing with here. And I think the infertility prevention program is a grand example of a state that declares itself so family and friendly oriented is willing to risk the infertility of young women with repeated sexually transmitted disease not to keep a program in place that does seven, over 17,000 sexually transmitted disease tests a year. That just seems a little hypocritical to me. I would like to keep the conversation honest about the money we're talking about. Here's an email that's just come in. This is from Pat, who says, After my planned child was born... I was improperly fitted with the diaphragm to avoid another pregnancy too soon. I went to Planned Parenthood and was treated kindly and professionally with a proper use with the proper use and fit. They're sensitive and specialists. I totally support Planned Parenthood for future generations. That's uh, Pat's comment. Uh, so we, do, we just have a couple of minutes left in the in the program. Let me get um, maybe some final comments from Professor Barry. What do you what do you think? Um, I. What or maybe you could respond to this and something uh, Kerry Galloway made reference to just now. It depends on your frame of reference how you're trying to frame this, uh, the you know, the, this discussion or this fight or the you know these rallies. This, uh, this is what's happening in our society right now. If you're against abortion, you want this, uh, you want this framed in terms of abortion. If you're if you're not, you don't want it framed in terms of abortion. Well, you know, I don't know anybody who's for abortion. The uh Number one thing is to avoid that, right? So if we're against abortion, then the goal is to provide as much information as possible. And as much information as possible includes knowing both how to say no, if that's your choice, and knowing where to get the help to avoid it if you, as the one person from Salt Lake said, if you like uh, having sex and you want to avoid having children, and if you are ready to have children also, where to go to get information as to how to have children, the infertility information, but also, you know, as I said, I went to Planned Parenthood before or before I was going to have my children, and they was, I was provided with advice as to how to go about getting pregnant when the time came. <coughs> Uh, oh, sorry. I, you're I'm probably going to say something. Okay, sorry about that. Um, just noticing we have an email here, and we have a couple of calls, so we'll go to the, to the top of the hour here. Um, this is uh, from Barbara, who says, Utah is not an abstinence-only state. Contraceptive methods are in the Utah health curriculum. And uh, she says she would uh, love to have uh, a more comprehensive health education program, but it's a time issue. That's what uh, Barbara says. Let's go to our next uh, caller. Uh, do we have uh, our caller? Uh, this is Jay and Logan. Jay, uh, welcome to the program. Glad you called. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah, I just wondered if this um, is based on the uh, fetal tissue issue, and it turns out that those videos were tampered with in some way, if it's um, proven that they are, if that's uh, really the basis for making this kind of a decision in the first place. Uh, you mean the governor's decision? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we don't, the governor did uh, mention the video in in his uh, in his statement at the at the rally. Yeah, it just seems like a pretty low hurdle in general. Mm-hmm. So, you, do you feel that they the the, the video was doctored or, or at least edited in a misleading way? You know, I haven't seen these videos, but it, you know, if it played any great role in pushing them over the edge on making this kind of a decision, I doubt that that's the type of. Um, inputs that they typically use to make those decisions so it just seems like a a unique situation for them to use information that may have been tampered with mm-hmm. to um you know reach this point and uh I, I don't want to put words in your mouth jay i think you're you're maybe being very tactful maybe accusing the governor of using this for politics i'm sorry i didn't catch that sorry uh, i don't know are, are, are uh, you're not quite saying this i wonder if you would say the governor's using this for politics well, it, it just doesn't seem like a great process if, mm-hmm. if this was the determining factor. You know, if there's other inputs that he used 
uh, then that's another issue. But if right. uh, this was the deciding factor, it's um, pretty sketchy. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate your your comment. Thanks. Bye. And uh, I'm not. I think we have another caller on the line. Uh, is this uh, Helene in St. George? Oh, she's she's not on. Okay. All right. Uh, let me get a quick response from Carrie Galloway. What do you think? Well, um, the states that have conducted investigations to the videos um, have all exonerated Planned Parenthood. That there has been no um, breaking of uh, regulations as far as the donation of uh, fetal tissue in the few states that um, allow it. And they've investigated in states where there aren't even practices, but to try and figure out if the videos were accurate. Um, I, of course, believe they have been doctored. And there have been news reports in the past few days talking about misleading um, video clips of stillborns and portraying them as though they were aborted fetuses. This group has one goal, and that is to to fund Planned Parenthood. And um, they are certainly creating a stir, aren't they? Yeah, certainly true. What 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 is, just to just clarify, what is Planned Parenthood's policy regarding fetal tissue? We follow the um, federal regulations in the states where it is done. Is There is no selling of um, uh, fetal tissue. It is only procurement, storage, and transport. And um, the uh, tapes of the Planned Parenthood representatives, when you listen to the full tapes, you can see how they were edited to appear to be callous or unfeeling when, in fact, they continually said, we do not break law, we do not um, barter about price. Um, but they were edited to p- cast disparagement on Planned Parenthood, and this is their goal, and this is their objective. Um, we are reaching the end of the program here. I wonder if we could, um, just alerting my producer, if we could uh, fix the board in the, the control room so we can go over the top of the hour, uh, because we we have uh, hit a nerve here. Um, not hard to do with, with, with this issue. Um, here is a, uh, a comment from Valerie in Cache Valley. Valerie said, who emailed us to upraxis at gmail.com. Valerie says, I think it's interesting how you've arranged your spokespeople today, as the media tends to do. The questions and discussion today has seemed a bit leading in order to get your agenda heard, not a balanced discussion or debate. It seems the order of speakers was guided, so the last word on the topic is in favor of abortion choice, or as uh, you say, Planned Parenthood. I think this is a bigger issue than abortion itself. I think it is a value issue. A value of human life, both to male and female. When a society devalues life, it comes to an end because they kill their own, both in the beginning stages and all the life in between. Sexual activity is a choice with consequences. As someone chooses to have sex, they choose to accept giving and being responsible for that life they created, both the boys and girls, men and women. I agree that parents need to educate their own children about sexuality choices. We as parents need to discuss the health dangers related to sexual activity like STDs as well as the good feeling sexuality gives to marriages, binding humans to each other. We need to discuss with our children and help other parents not be afraid to discuss ways to help our children be healthy uh, sexually. Parents have all the time or need to make the time to do it. If parents don't do it, we accept the teaching from places like Planned Parenthood and the governments, the teachings in the schools, the media, and all the other material. That is Valerie in uh, Cache Valley. So let me first uh, respond as uh, as the, the media member in question. Um, I promise you, Valerie, uh, you may not believe me, we, we didn't arrange this on purpose. Uh, Senator Dayton could only be with us for the first uh, half of the program. Uh, I, I will grant you perhaps we should have arranged another um, pro-life voice in the second half, so I, I do take that point. Um, so I wonder, uh, Professor Barry, if you'd want to uh, respond. I, I, 
<laughs> giving me a look like uh, I've, I've, I'm pouncing on you with this to respond to this. Uh, but but I'm, I'm curious about that last part. Uh, Valerie talks about how this should, ha- should happen in families, and I'm sure you would agree it should happen in families maybe, but also in schools. What's uh, government's role here? Well, uh, two comments. Yes, this should absolutely happen in families. I absolutely agree with, with uh, Valerie. But as I said earlier, one of the things that we know um, from, from talking with families, but also talking with um, children, is that parents have a very difficult time having this conversation. Now, part of that is because their parents did not have this conversation with them, and their parents' parents did not have this conversation with them. Yes, we are much more open about these conversations than we used to be, but we're not good at them. And we ourselves tend not to know everything there is to know to say. We don't know how to tell our children to say no. We do know how to tell our children that... um, Love should be a wonderful thing, and it really should be. It should be special. On the other hand, uh, kids are going to experiment, and we might as well, we, we need to find ways to explain to them that experiments have consequences. So I guess that's one thing. But the second thing is I'd like to return to Barb's comment, and she said this is not an abstinence-only state, and that's absolutely true. There was an article in the Tribune uh, a couple of months ago, though, that says that while it's not an abstinence-only state and that the curriculum in Utah says that we can discuss um, methods of birth control, we cannot discuss it. We cannot bring it up. Students have to ask about it. At least that's my understanding, and that was the point that the author of the article was making. And if kids don't bring it up, and remember, kids have a hard time talking about this too, uh, they'll never know what their options are either. And if they've not had this conversation with their parents and they're learning about it in, I don't know, the gym, um, they're not going to know what to ask or how to ask. I would rather have a good learning source. And frankly, Planned Parenthood is a great learning source. And they would much rather teach knowledge than not. Let's go to another uh, email. Uh, This is from Becca, who asks, can Planned Parenthood continue providing all other services except abortion in a state that's so against abortion? I'll direct this one uh, to Carrie Galloway. I'm sure we could but we do believe strongly in comprehensive health care. And there are people who need to avail themselves of abortion. And Planned Parenthood's commitment is to be there for all people and not to duck a difficult subject like abortion, but make sure that it's provided with compassion, excellent health care, um, non-judgmental, so that the women and families of Utah can have their comprehensive health care needs met. Now, we really have reached the end of our time, um, and so we'll leave it there. Uh, This conversation can continue. We hope that you will. We'd love for you to become a source on our Public Insight Network. You can go to our website, upr.org. This is just uh, anyone who believes they have expertise or an opinion on a subject, uh, provide themselves as a source to uh, provide a comment on this issue and where our, our query right now is about Planned Parenthood and this whole issue. So uh, you can go to our website, upr.org, and, and do that. Hope that you will. Um, we appreciate very much uh, Carrie Galloway from Planned Parenthood of Utah. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. And uh, Professor Eddie Berry from USU, thank you. Thank you. And we thank uh, Senator Margaret Dayton, who was on with us uh, earlier. Uh, coming up tomorrow, a new book. Out. It's called The Awkward State of Utah. Uh, some, uh, some humorous anecdotes and uh, not so humorous about, uh, about Utah and how it's perceived. And that's coming up tomorrow on the program. Hope you'll join us then. Thanks for listening today.